beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. to tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome friends to this episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast. It is time for another favorite things episode. I started this little tradition last summer back on episode number 20, and I've kept it up every 20 episodes since. So we had a Favorite Things Volume 2 at episode 40, a Favorite Things Volume 3, episode 60, and now here we are, Favorite Things Volume 4, episode 80. And I've been looking forward to this one for weeks, making notes, stashing little ideas to talk about on today's episode. So I'm so glad that you pressed play. A quick reminder about these Favorite Things episodes. This show has amazing sponsors. We are so grateful to them. I hope that you guys check out the sponsors of the various 10 Things to Tell You episodes. I hope that you use the discount codes that they often offer. I really hope that you guys are engaging with the official sponsors of this show. But the 10 favorite things I'm going to talk about today 
They're not all products. We have apps. We have some marriage stuff. We have kitchen things today. I have a lamp. I mean, there's lots that's going to be shared in this episode. But of the 10 things that I'm going to talk about, those things that are products, none of these are sponsored. None of these things have been given to me as a perk. They were not free. These are actually my current favorite things that I'm sharing with you. And they are separate from the official sponsors of this show, which I always get to choose, by the way. I get to choose who sponsors this show and the types of products and companies that I want to endorse. It is not random. That is selected by me. But I just wanted to be transparent between the kind of products that I talk about on this show as the main content. It is my true opinion, my just genuine enthusiasm. These companies do not know who I am versus the sponsors of our show that we're so grateful for that are also great companies. Now, all of the things that I talk about today, including the official sponsors of the show, will be listed in the show notes. You can always find those at 10thingstotellyou.com. If you want the show notes to come to you, you may sign up for episode emails where you would get all of these links in one place right in your email inbox only when there's a new episode. I do not bug you with a bunch of email, I promise. You can sign up for those at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. Go up to the navigation bar. There's a little drop down for email signups. Last little reminder is that because this show is interactive, what do I mean by that? Usually I mean that the episodes that I put together for 10 Things to Tell You are meant to spark conversation. Now, I hope that there are other things as well. I hope they are entertaining. I hope they are informational. I hope they are thought-provoking. But what I really, really hope, my biggest hope, is that you take the things that we talk about on this show silly things like favorites today, deeper things like world issues and spirituality and all the things that we talk about, and you take them to someone in your life and you talk about it. You either answer the question or the prompt, or you take something like today, favorite things, and you share your favorite things. I know you guys do this. I get messages, I get DMs, I get emails from people who have a Voxer group or a text thread going with their friends, and they regularly use the prompts each week to start a good conversation. I get a lot of messages that people take these questions on date night or to meals or road trips or whatever with their teenagers and get some good conversations starting there. I love hearing that. If that has happened in your life, please do let me know because I like to hear what episodes, what prompts especially do well in conversation and sort of what came out of it for you. For episodes like this one, Favorite Things, this is just a fun way to share with your friends, to share on social media things that you're into. You do not have to do 10 things if you can't think of 10 things that you're into right now. But I guarantee you that there are people in your life who would be all about hearing your current favorite lipstick, podcast, recipe, TV show. I don't know. Whatever you're into, it's a fun thing to share. So if you choose to share that on social media this week, interacting with this prompt, and I hope you do because I get really good ideas about good things in life when y'all share them, please make sure that you tag the show at 10 things to tell you and you use the hashtag 
10 things to tell you with the number 10. That way I can follow along and don't miss anybody. I'll share as many as I can up in stories on Instagram. That's my favorite place to be. We're actually going to talk about Instagram today in one of my favorite things. Okay, so now we're going to jump right into my 10 favorite things right now. It is quite a collection. And the first one, if you are a regular listener, I already teased this one. I'm going to start with it so as not to make you wait one minute longer, but I teased this concept back on episode 78 with my friend Meg Teets when we were just catching up on all kinds of things. And I told her that I had finally found a project management tool that was working for me and possibly has changed my workday life. Okay, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but it is something that is working for me and has been a huge find in my organization. And so I cannot wait to share it with you. And that is the app, the tool called ClickUp. Here's a little background. I have tried for years now, since I've had a podcast, since I've had a blog, which is a really long time, various ways to organize all the things I need to organize around online content creation, my job, essentially. I need to have a place to organize ideas, to-dos, scheduling, interviews, graphics, social media, Like there's a lot of moving parts and I have tried a bunch of different things. There are a lot of project management tools like this because there's so many people who work from home, who work remotely, even pre-COVID, where there's a team that needs some kind of organizational structure. There's lots of apps out there. I've tried a lot of them. There's Bootcamp, there's Monday, there's Asana, lots of popular apps out there. But for me and the way my brain worked, nothing was really ticking all the boxes that let me see everything I needed to see, that had an ease of use for me to make lists and also keep a calendar and also make assignments for who is doing what, even though until this summer, I was the only person doing anything. But I just didn't have one place where I could look at the calendar and the to-dos and the idea brain dump and all of those things. So for a while now, even after trying some of these great management tools that do work and are very successful for a lot of people, I had kind of cobbled together a way of working using a variety of different apps. And I just was open the app when I needed that thing I needed. So I was using Google Calendar for scheduling. I was using Evernote for brain dump lists. I was using Trello for some organizational things, planning out content and such. All of these worked fine and they worked with my brain the way I needed them to because they were either very visual or very plain or I actually really like the function of Google Calendar, but none of them worked together. And when I hired someone this summer to help me with all the millions of things that I need help with these days, hello there, Caroline, I really didn't have a thing I could hand off to her and and say, here is everything that we're working on. Because it was all in different places. It was all over the place. And for months, we really made do with all of 
Google's various functionality. So we use the calendar. Like I said, it was color coded for different things. That's super important to me because I live by a calendar. And then we used Google Docs for, you know, ongoing to-do lists and Google Sheets for some spreadsheet things we needed to keep track of and a bunch of these things. It was fine. But it was cobbled together and even if we had like a master document, I just really felt scattered and I felt like I knew there had to be a better way, especially as I was thinking about, you know, potentially expanding our team when it wasn't just me and one other person. If I was going to have to explain how all of the moving parts work together, a podcast, social media, a book launch, all of these sort of different projects, but that go hand in hand, I would never be able to explain this to someone. And it wasn't even just about the explaining. It was also about, I wanted to see everything that we were working on at one time. I needed to see where all the due dates were, what things were in progress, where, you know what I mean? It's just, this is just typical project management, but all of these other ones I had tried, they just weren't providing me with what worked for me, like what I like visually, what made sense for the way my brain organized things. So one night, months ago, I think back in June, I sort of just ended up doing a YouTube deep dive on a bunch of project management videos. Like I wanted to see how other people were using these different sites and apps. Was I missing a big piece of it? You know, what was really working for people? And with the huge caveat that we've all learned this summer, I hope, because I keep talking about it, that we are all at the whim of algorithms, meaning it's very possible that ClickUp targeted me as a person searching project management system reviews on YouTube. I watched a bunch of videos that were sort of comparing and contrasting the different systems. And the one that I just kept being really attracted to was called ClickUp. Well, the base version of ClickUp is free. So really was no skin off my back to try it sign up and sort of see what it was all about. And I could tell within a week that finally I had found something that worked for me. ClickUp's tagline is one app to replace them all because it really does integrate with all of your other things, with your Google Calendar, Google Docs, with your Trello boards and lists, if you have it. With all the different places that you are keeping information, you can all funnel it into ClickUp. For me, it was super helpful. I mean, I'm not going to give you like a whole spiel on it. I'll link to it so you can check it out for yourself. But what ended up being really important to me about ClickUp was that I could have all my different buckets of projects that I'm working on and I could view them in different ways. So I could have a podcast calendar in one section and then book stuff that requires different to-do lists. The view there looks a little more like Trello. I customize how I am viewing it. If it is a list, if it is a calendar, I can view all the things at one time. I can separate out and just view podcast stuff or just view social media stuff. I realize when I'm talking that what I'm saying sounds pretty basic and that a lot of these project managements do this. But for whatever reason, for me, ClickUp was the one that just made sense. I could make it look exactly how I wanted to make it look. It's so custom, but not like so custom that I'm overwhelmed and I'm like coding something and confused about what I'm doing, but just custom enough for me. It's called ClickUp. There is a very basic version of it that is free always with some limitations, of course. And then there's a paid version, which I ended up upgrading to. It's $5 a month per user. So $5 a month per person 
on your team. So for me right now, that's only two people, ends up being $10 a month. Well worth it for me to really be organized in a way that makes sense to my brain. Because it wasn't just about the functionality. I know I just spent minutes harping on that. It was also about being able to combine my to-dos with scheduling, with sort of breaking out the different pieces of a project. And by that, I mean, let's say I'm going to have an interview with someone coming up. And I use that as an example because I'm recording a ton this week. And so this is what's on the forefront of my mind. Well, I don't just show up to an interview for this show or for someone else's show. I have multiple tasks before that. I need to research what we're going to talk about. I need to send them an outline. I need to request social media photos. I need to schedule the actual recording, send a Zoom link. Like These are just normal blah, blah tasks. But for me, all of these to-dos along with the scheduling part, they all sort of lived in different places. It was very confusing. I realized I probably wasn't doing it the best I could. But now with ClickUp, I can see by color coding, by project, all of the different things I need to do to lead up to the one big task, the recording. And it has just helped me break it all down into these smaller pieces. And this goes for everything I do. Like I would just have before on my calendar, let's say, do the social media for episode 80. Well, that's actually sort of an enormous task. So if I can break that up into what the different social media posts are that I want for episode 80, what the links are that I want to share, et cetera, et cetera, I can break it all into its individual pieces, all going up into the one big task, which is episode 80's social media. I hope this makes sense. Again, I'm not sure that ClickUp is necessarily like breaking all management barriers or anything like that, but you just have to find the right app that you fit with. And I found it and I feel like an evangelist about it. So that is my number one favorite thing right now that I had to give many, many minutes to. Okay, number two, my favorite thing right now. It actually is another podcast. This summer, I discovered and gotten really into a podcast called The Argument. It's made by the New York Times. And you know, if you followed me at all, that I am a very devoted listener to The Daily, which comes out every single weekday, occasionally on weekends, a 30-minute show made by the New York Times about sort of the biggest story of that day. And then it gives you what else you need to know in the headlines. It's a news podcast, a daily news podcast. I listen to it as I'm getting ready in the mornings. I really love the daily. The argument comes out once a week, and it is from the New York Times opinion columnists. And it is covering the different arguments from all sides of the political spectrum. And honestly, I needed this. I have a lot of political arguments in my social media feeds. I do try to read across a spectrum of thought politically. And as I've mentioned him here before, but I'm going to actually go into a little bit more in a few weeks, I grew up very, very conservative and have shifted a lot of my belief systems over the last four to six years And so I really feel like I can and do hear from the extreme sides of politics, but I was getting a little bit lost in the middle. I felt like there was huge chunks of ideas that I was missing because so much that's out there is so polarizing. Now, this is made by the New York Times. It probably does lean left, but they make a real effort to bring in the different sides of 
the argument. That's what it's called, the argument. So you can really hear in a thoughtful, educated, mostly calm way where the different sides are coming from and what the history behind that is, maybe what the root of this belief system is on all kinds of issues. Clearly right now, a lot of what they're talking about is the presidential election. There is a lot of talk around coronavirus. I mean, these are the two biggest stories in our country right now. So there's a lot of that. But for me, this came onto my radar when I was feeling like, where can I read like a, or listen to a calm side of these arguments that is not fueled by the rhetoric on Twitter, that is a little bit more long form, but not so long form as like reading a whole book about the whole history of this particular issue, but just gives me an educated opinion from both sides. I found this in the argument. I've really been into it. I really like it. Comes out on Thursdays. I am now passing that along to you. It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to bornshoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's born, B-O-R-N, shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. Y'all know that I love to play games on my phone to unwind, and I am always looking for a new one to download. And I recently ran across Two Dots, and I want to tell you about it. Two Dots is a free-to-download, puzzle-based game that involves connecting dots through relaxing puzzles while unlocking levels and collecting prizes along the way. There are different gameplay modes to make the experience unique and exciting with every single puzzle. There are over five thousand distinct puzzles with various power-ups and special dots ready to earn as you move through the levels. The in-app music and visually stimulating interface provide a soothing experience when you just want to relax and unwind. Not only is Two Dots free to download, but it can also be played without internet connection. So playing on the go offline is a breeze. And if you don't want to play alone, you can challenge your friends on Facebook, as well as connect with the larger Two Dots community for even more engagement. If you're looking for the perfect game to help you relax, but also keep you engaged, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS. Okay. Number three of my 10 favorite things right now. We are going to take a hard left or hard right, whatever. We are going to take a turn into some home stuff. My next three are home related because where have we been? 
every day for months and months on end, we have been at home. So I have three different things I want to tell you about in the home department. The first one I actually got from my friend Brie McCoy. You might remember Brie because she was on an episode here last summer, episode 24, 10 Kitchen Tools, where she really walked us through the most essential kitchen tools. I love Brie and her expertise. And then she's also in my business mastermind. So she's been on all the business mastermind episodes. She did a really great blog post. Seriously, this could have been an ebook or something earlier this summer called The Beginner's Bar Cart, where she is giving you, you know, links and recommendations for all the things if you wanted to have a bar cart in your home, all of the fun tools and drinks and everything that you might need to make great cocktails. Well, she'd also linked in her newsletter and on Instagram stories, these really cute glasses, like they call them old-fashioned glasses. Old-fashioned meaning the drink, I think, is what they mean. I'm not positive. But they're these little tumblers, almost tumble size. They're glass, and they have these cute little nubs around them. They were darling, and she styles them so well. And I kept seeing them in her stories and her photos. And when I realized she was getting them from Amazon, I was like, score. So I bought a set of six when we were at the lake house because I just thought they were so cute and I didn't have anything of that size at the lake house at the time. And that is a place where we do a lot of cocktails. Truthfully, in 2020, we've done more cocktails than we've ever done in our entire life. So I was super happy to have them. So they showed up at the lake and my whole family started using them like for daily glasses. Like they became the glasses my kids liked for their juice. They became the glasses that Jeff would make margaritas in at night. And suddenly, you know, we needed more than six. There's four of us in the family and we were using them for multiple meals. And I just love them. They're a great price point for six of them. It's under $40. They're so cute. I love the way they feel in the hand. And I got the clear one. They do offer... like a smoky version, a very light green, a red even if you're going for a different vibe. But I just ended up loving these glasses and so did my whole family out of the clear blue sky. So we're back in Los Angeles. I ordered a set for here, two sets actually. And they've become our daily glasses that we use for all the things. They're a great size for the kids. They're a great size for cocktails. I love these cute little old fashioned glasses. Now, staying in the kitchen, number four on my favorite things list. I can't even believe I'm talking about this on the show, to be honest with you. I'm a decent cook. I'm an okay cook. I'm not a great cook. I am not an adventurous cook. I'm not a natural chef by any means. But I mean, I can cook meals and I don't even mind cooking meals. Jeff and I have been married for almost 13 years. It'll be 13 years this month, actually. And we got a really nice set of pots and pans for our wedding 13 years ago. We got way more than we needed at the time. Like we got the whole set and then we got like extra frying pans and whatever, you know, gifts, wedding gifts. We have had that same set for over a decade and only in the last year or so have I felt like I've needed to slowly replace a few things. And then now in 2020, again, home, so much, cooking, so much more than usual. I definitely wanted to have good pans, although I actually bought this pan I'm about to tell you before the pandemic. But several years ago, the nonstick pans of that set, of that original set, they didn't make it the full decade. And then there, I had little babies and there was all the hullabaloo about how we're not supposed to have nonstick pans because it is bad for us. And so I got rid of those. 
a few years ago, and then I realized that they do nonstick pants more safely now than they used to be. And I really wanted to replace the ones that had gotten beat up and that also I was worried was no longer safe. I wanted to replace them. I replaced them with two pans that are now my favorite. I love them so much. I will cook with them for all the things. And that is the scan pan. If you are an expert in the kitchen, I'm sure you probably already know about this. But if you invested in good pans, however many years ago, and you don't need to replace them all the time, then maybe you're not up on the pots and pans situation. That's where I was. Because if you buy something good and they last a long time, like who wants to use your brain space on thinking about pots and pans? Anyway, I bought the 11-inch scan pan. They do have a set of an 8 and 10-inch that come together that is probably more bang for your buck. But these are nonstick. I love the way they cook. I love the way they clean up. They seem to be indestructible. I like the way they look. As I replace other pans, which I will need to slowly, I'm thinking about getting all scan pans. That's how much I love them. And they're so versatile, which again, for me... This is fantastic. So that is number four on my favorite things list, the scan pan. Lastly, in my little trio of home things I'm going to talk about on my favorite things list, (laughs) this one's a little out there. I need you to just roll with me and understand what I'm trying to say and apply your own taste accordingly. But I bought, this is number five, I bought a palm tree lamp like a metal lamp that looks like a palm tree. And it gives me so much joy. It's from CB2. So, you know, it's not from some little exclusive LA boutique. It's from CB2. Anybody can order this palm tree lamp. I realize it would not fit in a lot of homes. I realize that many of you will be like, why would you even want that? We needed a lamp in the room where Jeff has been working from home. So like a lot of you, our entire family has a certain amount of work or school that we need to be doing at home. We are lucky enough that we each have our own rooms to do that in. He has set himself up in our room that we use as a library, but he needed a good floor lamp in there because there's no desk. He has to sit in a chair and he's kind of, we've all done our makeshift office areas and he needed a lamp in there. And so I just was like clicking around on all the usual suspects of places to look for a lamp online. Again, this was months and months ago. And I came across this palm tree lamp. (laughs) And I was like, well, that's so cute. But you know, maybe it doesn't really work for what we need it for. But I kept coming back to it. I ended up pulling the trigger on it. I'm so glad I did. It is quirky. It is funny. It's a great lamp in that its function is bright and works for what he needs it for. But every time I see it, it makes me smile. And that is what you want to fill your house with. I know that our home style is a little more eclectic than most people's. And I'm in no position to give anyone advice on home decor. But when people do ask on Instagram or whatever, like how I came up with this certain way that I've decorated something, I'm always just like, we just choose the things we like and hope that it fits. Like that's our entire home aesthetic. We do not lay out everything to make sure it's going to go and be cohesive in a room. That is not how we have decorated our home. Our home is, oh, let's get a wire palm tree lamp and we'll make it work. And somehow it does. I think that if you fill your home with 
things that you love, even if they don't quote unquote go together, they will go together because they will be a reflection of things that you love. And so that's how I chose the palm tree lamp. That's how it landed on my favorite things list. There's this funny phenomena that I wrote about a little bit earlier in the pandemic of, I don't know if you've experienced this, but being at home so much more than usual suddenly made me notice all kinds of things that in my normal busy life, I don't notice. Like in the physical house, you know, I noticed that the light switch plates are dingy. They get dingy with use. I noticed, you know, where a little bit of paint is peeling or a corner that's gotten real cluttery. Like suddenly being in the house all the time made me see all the things that your eyes kind of just normally glaze over about, or at least they do for me. But besides some things that we really needed, like some new nonstick pans and a palm tree lamp, I've kind of just been shopping my own house, if you will, like rearranging things, decluttering, bringing out old blankets that get stuck in linen closets, getting dusty most of the time and laying them out because they're pretty on a chair or something like that. It has made me see my house in a new way. And the first way was a little bit like, oh no, there's so many things I want to change about the house or so many things that need repair. And I've kind of tried to switch that mindset and instead to be more like, oh, this space needs a little bit of a refresh. What in the house can I rearrange to kind of make this feel new and good? And it's just kind of been on my mind a lot, things about our house. And so the palm tree lamp in a certain way is like representative of the style of our house and also just pulling the trigger on the things that you love instead of getting all caught up in, is this going to look random? I mean, it might look random. The palm tree lamp to a lot of people's eyes is going to be like, huh, well, why'd they do that? (laughs) But to me, in that room that's a little bit dark, but it has a big framed print of Palm Springs, I didn't do that on purpose, but like it all kind of winks together. It all goes together. So that was a tiny tangent on home decor philosophies, but it makes me happy. Okay, number six on favorite things right now. This is something that's been a favorite for a while, but I mentioned it in Instagram stories and got such a reaction that I just want to share a few things about it with you here. One of my favorite things is reading out loud to my husband. So Jeff is not a big novel reader. He'll read a few books a year, if that, and he always enjoys it. He always likes it, but it's just not the thing that he reaches for when he has some downtime or when he's trying to settle his brain or whatever. And so years ago, I don't know when this started. It was a long time ago, like maybe even pre-kids or when the kids were babies. I started reading out loud to him. At the beginning, it was usually a long form article. Like I used to be a big magazine reader more than I am now. So it would be like a really interesting long form article in Vanity Fair or something like that, that I wanted him to hear about, or that I wanted to read and thought he would be interested in. And so I would read it out loud. Those articles take, you know, under an hour to read the whole thing. We would do it at night, maybe. And we both really enjoyed it. He enjoyed being read to. I enjoyed reading out loud. It worked. And so we did this off and on for a while. Then a few times, things happened where I really wanted him to read a book. And he just wasn't really going to do it on his own. And so I read a book out loud to him. The most notable one was a few years ago, I read The Line That Held Us by David Joy. I read the whole thing first myself, and then I really wanted him to read it. And I think I said, well, I'll just read the first chapter to you and then see if you get hooked and if you'll want to 
keep reading it yourself. But we both really enjoyed me reading it. And that's not a very long book. And so I ended up, you know, over the course of a week, 10 days, every night reading that book out loud to him. That was a couple of years ago. So we have been in this pattern, not a ton. It's not like we do it every single night, but like a few times a year, we'll just get in to this rhythm of me reading out loud to him. And I absolutely love it. Obviously, it's different than like reading to your kids or something where you do a ton of voices, although I do, you know, sometimes do voices, but there's an intimacy to it when you're reading to someone. It is sort of a bonding thing. And when I said this on social media and got a lot of feedback from people who said that they also read aloud with partners or, you know, maybe with siblings or something, people were saying the same thing. Like it's it's a real bonding experience to read to one another. I also think if you're not into being the reader or being read to by a person sitting right beside you. People were saying on road trips or different situations like that, they will listen with their spouse a audiobook and that that is also sort of the same thing. You know, you don't have to be the one reading it to have kind of a bonding moment to get really sunk into a story with someone else and you can talk about it or you're just listening in silence. There's something very, very intimate about it. I really like it. Jeff and I were on a road trip, well, with our whole family, kids too. Last week, we drove up to the mountains. We were in the car for a really long time and sort of this started as a joke, but then it ended up being like, really, we got into it. Jeff and I started listening to The Stand by Stephen King, which is an excellent, excellent novel. It's also about a global pandemic. So you choose if you're into that right now. But we listened to many, many hours. The stand on audiobook, you guys, is 45 hours. We both really loved listening to it. And I am not an audiobook person. I will maybe once a month or so listen to a nonfiction on audio just because my to read stack is so toppling. There's so many amazing things I want to listen to. I will sometimes listen to a nonfiction book that way. I have never been able to keep up with novels in audiobook form, mostly because when I listen to things, whether it's podcasts or nonfiction audiobooks, I am multitasking almost always. So I'm driving or cleaning or putting my makeup on or walking the dog or whatever I'm doing. And I need to be able to multitask. I'm very rarely, I mean, never am I just sitting there and listening to something. Well, on this road trip where Jeff was driving, I was literally just sitting there and listening to the book. So I was able to keep up with the stand. Also, I've read it before, so that's helpful. But I was able to keep up with a novel if I'm literally a passenger in a car where I'm doing nothing else. In real life, I still think I would struggle with audiobooks, but I also think maybe you have to train your brain to listen in that way. So maybe I'll give it another go with something else going forward, but I'm skeptical. The main point of this being my favorite thing is reading out loud to Jeff. And then now we're listening to this audiobook. We're still in the middle of the stand. And then... This is the most exciting part for me. Jeff mentioned a couple of weeks ago that he did want to read more books, that he likes to read, which I already knew, but he just never is sure what to read. And he just doesn't think to like sit down on the couch with a book or whatever. And I was mentioning to him that I felt like at night, instead of scrolling his phone to relax his brain, or if he wakes up with insomnia, or if he wakes up early, all of which sometimes happens, instead of scrolling his phone and reading the news or playing a game on his phone, which he does, what if he 
was reading a book. And I suggested that he get a Kindle Paperwhite, which is what I use because he can do it at night when it's dark, doesn't disturb anything, which I think is one of the appeals to scrolling on your phone, right? When you wake up at night or when you're staying up late. And would he like to try reading a book that way? And I kind of tossed it out as a suggestion. He sees me reading on my Kindle all the time and he's never said boo about it. But I just sort of tossed it out like, would you want to try this? You are saying to me you want to read more books. You have this phone scrolling habit. What if we just try a Kindle Paperwhite for you? And he was immediately enthusiastic about it. And so don't tell him his birthday is coming up this week. I bought him a Kindle Paperwhite and I'm going to buy him, you know, a handful of books that I think he would really enjoy and sort of loaded up for him, just ready to go with some really great plot-driven novels, which I think he would be into. And we're going to try it. So that's still a secret if you're listening to this before his birthday. I'm going to put on social media, once I decide the final few books I'm going to buy for him, I will put that online because I know people are always curious what others are reading or what others are recommending for others. So I'll put that on Instagram, on my personal account, once I get that loaded up. But that whole thing was my number six favorite things right now, which is reading out loud, choosing books for him, and between my getting into a novel on audio and him wanting to try reading novels instead of scrolling his phone, maybe you guys, maybe you can teach old dogs new tricks. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, dot com and use code U, Y-O-U. Okay, number seven. Speaking of Instagram, number seven of my favorite things right now are all of the new Instagram discoveries that I've made this summer. A few months ago, I really tried to pay a lot of attention to who I'm following on social, who I'm letting in my ears or in my space. Now, this doesn't mean that everything has to be like deep and thoughtful and informational. Of course not. I follow some people because they're beautiful eye candy, you know, fashion accounts or home decor accounts or whatever. I just inspired looking at those. They're beautiful. But I also wanted to take in more people that inspire me in a new way, like that just is a fresh perspective I haven't seen yet. You know, some people that I did want to learn some things from. And I have a whole list of Instagram accounts that I've discovered and loved lately. 
I'm going to start with one that I shared in stories. I really am very new to her, but I watched a bunch of her highlights and learned about 17 things in 10 minutes. So I'm going to start with her. Her name's Lauren Pinkston, but her Instagram handle is Upwardly Dependent. She lives in Tennessee. She grew up in Tennessee, but she has lived all over the world, including five years in Southeast Asia. She adopted her child from Uganda. She has a real international worldview, and her goal is to facilitate complicated conversations. And she does these deep dives on certain controversial issues right now. And I just loved her approach to them. I thought she was thoughtful. I thought she was factual, which is huge. I just really liked uh, how she was presenting some of these hard topics that she's talking about. She is coming from a Christian worldview, and so her faith is weaved in, but she is very explicit about if you are not Christian, that that's okay, you're still welcome. And I thought she presented her information in a very inclusive way. So I'm going to point you towards her Instagram that's called Upwardly Dependent. Another person that I know a lot of you might have followed for a long time, and I don't know why I haven't, but now I do. I fixed it. Carlos Whitaker. He has had some great stuff this summer. I followed him originally when a little video of his went viral earlier this summer where his neighbor had the two little ceramic bunnies and his neighbor painted one of them black in his show of solidarity with Black Lives Matter back in June. And I saw that video and I went and followed Carlos. And I just continue to be impressed by the way that he shared his own story and his own opinions and how he interacts with his, with any dissenting views in his comments. But he has a lot to say about the Black Lives Matter movement right now. And again, I just really appreciate his approach and his information and his thoughtfulness. His handle is Los Wit. Again, I will link to all of these in the show notes. There's been two women that I've started following recently that are weaving in business, like entrepreneurship and spirituality. One of them is Patrice C. Washington. Her handle is Seek Wisdom PCW. I found Patrice when I listened to her speak as part of a online business conference that I took part in back in July. And they had a lot of great speakers and it was a online business conference, mostly aimed at women. And she just gave the most compelling talk. And so I went and found her on social and followed immediately. And I just really enjoyed like her IGTVs, her posts, really like her. And then Rachel Rogers, her handle is Rach Rogers ESQ Esquire. I can't remember where I found her. It might've been through Kendra Adachi, the lazy genius, but she's also writing a lot about entrepreneurship and business also aimed at women And she's talking a lot about mindsets in business, and that just really appeals to me right now. And so that's another great one. Also on Instagram, I've really enjoyed the account, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Zibby Owens runs that account. There is a books podcast that she does with so many amazing authors talking about a lot of books. And that one was new to me, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Caroline Hirons, she is a beauty and skincare expert. I'm not sure... If Jamie Golden on the skincare episode of this podcast, episode 14, still one of the most listened to podcast episodes I've ever made. I don't know if she recommended Caroline on that episode, but I know she has recommended her in the past. She has a new book out, Caroline does, and she's talking all things beauty and skincare. She's a very fun follow. I've also followed a slew of artists 
that are making me so happy. Stem and Thorn is a Dallas mural artist named Jeremy Biggers. Nicholas Smith is an LA-based artist. I've been sharing a lot of these in my Instagram stories, my personal account, if you recognize these names. Again, I'll link them for you. Sir Robert Takes Picks, Robert Hartwell. He's a Broadway performer turned arts education entrepreneur. I realize it's very hard to talk about these visual mediums of Instagram and these artists and these photos on an audio podcast. So I'm just naming them so that you become familiar with their names, but I will link to all of them. And also just to say, I didn't necessarily realize how stagnant some of my social media follows had become. You know, I've been following a lot of the same people for a long time, which is fine. I feel very invested in a lot of the strangers that I follow on the internet, but making an effort to shake it up. Earlier this summer, it started when I was seeking more voices of color to follow, but it continued on when I realized like in a lot of different ways from books to grammars to Black Lives Matter to entrepreneurs to artists, how getting new people in my algorithm really made me happy to open the app again. It made me happy to create my own posts again. It's just inspiring and perspective shifting and all of the good things that social media can be. So if you haven't done that recently, think about changing up your feeds. It really does make a difference to your social media experience. Number eight on my favorite things right now, maybe you've been waiting for me to get to the beauty and style section of this podcast, because you know I always have that when I'm talking about favorite things, but there is not a lot of beauty and style happening over here. (laughs) There's a lot of sweatpants happening. There's a lot of bare-faced, no makeup happening. But number eight is a thing that I feel woefully behind in discovering, but I'm actually so happy to have discovered, and that is these Korean washcloths. So several times a year here in LA, I go to a Korean spa. They're very popular here. They're not for the faint of heart because you have to be very okay with just being in your body in front of everybody. But I love them and I get some skincare there, some exfoliation and things that, I mean, my skin is never better than when I come out of the Korean spa. They shed all of your dead skin cells. I mean, it is absolutely incredible. And they use these certain kind of cloths. Well, I never looked at them too closely. I didn't really know what they were. I also didn't know that you could purchase them and use them at home. This felt like a very Korean spa experience exclusive to that. But on some kind of a Facebook thread in a Facebook group I'm in, I don't remember even what it was. If It was just about like favorite beauty buys or Amazon beauty buys or some kind of thing. I don't know. Anyway, somebody wrote this whole thing about these long Korean washcloths because they're really, they're like long and skinny. And so what you can use them for, especially, obviously you can use them anywhere on your body to exfoliate so well, but they're really good for your back because they're so long, you know, you hold both ends of them and can really exfoliate your back well. Now, listen, I don't want to get into too much TMI here because this is a not that kind of show. But in the summer, especially, I have a lot of dead skin that just never gets dealt with on my back. I get sunburned and like half of it flakes or it doesn't. There's sweat. There's, you know, I don't know. I'm always a little bit self-conscious that my back, especially, is just not very smooth. It has like kind of a rough and bumpy texture. And I've tried, you know, lots of other things like 
loofahs on a stick or whatever. Like I've tried to get to it, but I really just haven't been that successful. I also haven't tried that hard to solve this problem. But when I saw somebody writing about it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I need. Also, they're available from Amazon in a three pack for like under $15. So I decided to try it. Lo and behold, if it's not exactly what I needed, you just use a little bit of soap and it foams up. You can get every nook and cranny. It's very rough. It feels like it would almost like be bad on your skin, but it's not because you know that Korean skincare is very serious. And I know from experience going to the spa, how well this actually works. So now I have my very own Korean bath towels or wash towels things that are so great, solve a lot of problems for me and are cheap. And I cannot believe that I waited this long to find a solution to this particular problem and to tell you about it. Korean cloths. There you have it. Staying in the style genre. Number nine also is just going to show my age, y'all. And like, I, (laughs) I debated about not even talking about this. This is also something that I hinted about on the episode with Meg Teets, episode 78, when we were just talking about our stay at home pandemic style, but I didn't really go into details. Number nine of my favorite things right now are the shoes that are helping my old lady feet. You guys, I have old lady feet. Not really. They still look okay. But without going too far down this trail, I am starting to have arthritis in my hands and feet. This is hereditary. This is nothing new to me. I have really high arches. And so flat shoes, your typical summer shoes, flip-flops and flat sandals, my feet really end up in a lot of pain. I can only do them for short amounts of time, especially as I get older. So I have been leaning hard in this pandemic time when I'm not going for huge style points on Birkenstocks, which I've had for years. Birkenstocks are really, really good for sore feet. And I wear them around the house as slippers. I bought a new pair this summer. They're called Franca. There's also a version that's similar called Selena. I like them because the straps that go across, there is no toe engagement. So there's no toe loop. It doesn't go between your toes like a typical flip-flop. They are buckles that go across, but not your typical Birkenstocks with the big fat wide buckles. These are skinnier, you know, they're cuter to me a little bit. And I can't say enough about Birkenstocks for people with foot pain. But the other thing I did this summer, which you might know if you subscribe to The Secret Posts, my email newsletter, because I wrote about these earlier in the summer, half embarrassed, half jubilant to tell you that I bought Chaco sandals. I know you guys, this is really out of my wheelhouse. I'm just going to be honest with you. Chacos are like, you know, water sport sandals. They're like Tevas from back in the day. And I know Tevas made a brief style comeback, which was weird. But they're like meant for people who are hiking or canoeing or doing outdoorsy things, which I am not doing. (laughs) But we did go to the lake and I had been having trouble with flip-flops. And so I thought, because my kids were getting water shoes, because they do water activities. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give these a, a try. And I bought a pair. And I know people have said this for years. I know I'm late to this. They are water shoes or outdoorsy shoes. They are like Birkenstocks, so much better for my feet than what I was wearing, than flip-flops or flat sandals. But of course, they're open. You know, they're not the constricting of 
tennis shoes or running shoes. So I started wearing my Chaco sandals around the house like I would slippers or whatever because they are so much better on my feet and I love them. And so then I bought another pair for LA and the first pair I bought were very traditional and they have like a toe loop, which means they sort of go around your toe. Those were very comfortable, but I never could get them to fit exactly right. Sometimes they would be too tight. Sometimes they'd be too loose. It was sort of a pain. When I bought a second pair, which I know is indulgent, but I mean, we're not buying anything else these days. I mean, I'm not anyway, not like buying clothes or anything because pandemic. But when I bought this other pair, I bought the different style with no toe loop. They just are straps that go just across the top of the foot and they are heaven. So much better on my feet. So comfortable. I'm going to become the crazy water shoe wearing person in LA. (laughs) It's so funny and so weird. It is not like any style choice I've made, but we have tipped into comfort matters more than anything else these days, especially with shoes, but also with elastic waists and no more underwire and all of the things that we are just going for comfort. And I am just not even going to apologize for it. I will link to both the Chacos and the Birkenstocks in the show notes. And I'm just not sure I'm ever going to go back to heels ever again. Although I promise I won't be the person that wears water shoes with like a dress. Okay. Lastly, we made it to the end. I can't believe it. These episodes always go long. Number 10, my favorite things. This is one I have talked about before, but it's that time of year. And so I felt like it was definitely worth mentioning again. And that is my plum paper planner. It's about to be a new school year if it's not already where you are. The August-September planners have launched or are launching. I just want to give a plug for my beloved plum paper planner that I've been using for a couple of years now. They don't know anything about me, so this is literally just me telling you why I like it. I like the style. I like the custom. I've used several different layouts from them and been happy with them. As much as I gave you many, many minutes at the top of the show talking about all the ways that I am using ClickUp to digitally organize my life, I still use paper for a brain dump for my personal schedule, our family schedule. I do a lot of that in paper still. And I love having it in a traditional planner that then I keep and I can look back for reference if I need to. I use my planner as an actual planner. Like I schedule things out for the week and make lists and do all those things. But I also add things in of like what happened, little mementos that I keep. And so it sort of ends up becoming a keepsake, not in the traditional way, but in a way that we can look back and sort of see when things happened and whatnot. I really love a paper planner for that. I spend time every Sunday with my paper planner, looking at the week behind, looking at the week ahead. It's almost like a journaling exercise for me, only about schedule instead of about emotions. But I have used the Plum Paper Planner. I'm on technically my third one, but it's really my second year because I bought the huge size the first time. It just was way too big. So I scale down, I get the medium size. It's really good quality. It's under $50, even with all the customizations. I mean, you just cannot beat that in a planner. I did, I will confess, a few weeks ago, click on an ad, I think, a Facebook ad, and went and looked at some of the other pretty planners out there, of which there are many. There are some great planners available, and I've even been tempted by them, but I'm just not sure I can ever do better than my plum paper planner. Like I said, I have used a few different layouts. I'm currently using 
the hourly layout because what matters right now a lot to me is schedule, but you can do a priority layout. You can do like a morning, afternoon, evening layout. There's lots and lots of customizations for the little boxes and the corners for meal planning, for notes you might need, for to-do lists. I just love it. And they have a ton of styles that you can choose for a cover. That also matters to me. It's not too heavy. It's good quality paper. There are pages in the beginning and end of each month for you to make notes about the month, sort of a a journaling exercise for you to make big priorities for the month and sort of plan out your goals or intentions. That's really helpful to me. So it's still my favorite and it's that time. So if you're looking for a new system, I really recommend it. Plum Paper Planners. Okay, everybody, that is my current 10 favorite things. I love sharing this kind of stuff with you. All of the finds, all of the people, the products, the beauty stuff, management systems, podcasts, kitchen items, all of the things I've been wanting to share with you for a while, all here in one big episode. I thank you so much for listening. I cannot wait to hear what some of your favorite things are lately. Please do make sure and tag me if you do a post about this. We'll also be talking about favorite things all week in the 10 Things to Tell You Connection Group on Facebook. If you want to make sure you're in there and can see what other people are recommending this week, what they're really into, I would love for you to join us. This has been fun. It is a bright spot to be able to share some good things, some things that we're enjoying in the middle of what a lot of us are experiencing as a hard season, as a hard moment in our country, in the world, collectively. And so thanks for listening. Now go share something. I'm Laura Tremaine, and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 Things to Tell You. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.